This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another week of your favorite wrestling podcast. We're talking about this one, and that being Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Thank you very much if you are listening to this right now uh, on several different platforms. You can go to MarkingOut.com and get it there, or you can go to iTunes. Uh, When you're on iTunes, make sure you leave us five stars. Also, leave a comment. Uh, you can also listen to this on Stitcher Radio as well. Uh, if you're not listening to this and maybe just want to be friends with us, we have a viable, I mean, several different sorts of social media that you can contact us on. The first being Facebook, facebook.com slash out. The second being Twitter, at out, where we live tweet and we just tweet in general about the awesomeness that is pro wrestling and sports entertainment. Um, if you want to email us questions, comments, concerns, uh, or sponsorships, maybe you have a song to add for our musical interlude of the week, you can email us at markingout1 at gmail.com. Uh, have to give credit where credit is due and give a big shout out to Ring Rope Rebellion for making our awesome theme music. Go to ringroperebellion.com and buy all their songs and buy some merch from them as well. And also, Nick Matocho. You can follow him on Twitter at Nick Matocho. If you need any sort of graphic design needs, you can follow him there, talk to him, and uh, brother it up with him. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. I'm also sitting here with hashtag no Twitter Dave. Dave, good afternoon, I should say. Hello, fellas. That was really creepy. It's great to be here. Oh, my God. And we're also sitting here with uh, the man of a thousand masks. Do we like that one? Yeah, uh, Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, good afternoon as well. I'm doing awesome as always. Nice, nice. Is that going to be your new gimmick, though, the man of a thousand masks, Brandon? Is that not Mil Moscaris, though? I believe so. Don't get me wrong. If you don't Let know what... Think- if you don't know what we're referring to, last night Brandon and Dave were on NYWC Livewire with NYWC sign guy Jason Linick, and I think neither none of them could figure out who. I think it was Mil Moscaris. It has to be Mil. Yes, it was. Dave, Dave stop, stop with the voice. voice. It's so he creepy. Said, he called <gasps> me on the phone. He called me on the phone with that voice. I said. Don't you fucking do that. It's the creepiest voice <laughs> I've ever fucking heard. Here he is doing this, and I had nightmares last night because of that voice. It's not funny. People are listening right now thinking I'm really scared of that voice. I am, and you should be too. I'm hiding under your bed. You know what? Like, You sound like a creepy clown. He is creepy. He's Captain Creepy. Come on. Stop doing that voice. Please, Dave. Please. We have a show to do. <laughs> all right, let me clear my throat. <clears> throat. All right, I'm back. We're good. Okay, good. Anyway, all right, so let's get on to some sports entertainment talk. No, not sports. Fuck that. We'll get, save that later for the show. Let's talk about some wrestling talk. Later later on the show, we have a uh, Dave and Brandon sat down with the Greek god Popdon and talked to him about his illustrious career in the independent wrestling circuit. But last Saturday, down in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, there was a celebration of the art of professional wrestling, and it was National Pro Wrestling Day. The, the National Armory down in Philadelphia, I was there, 
And I have to just tell you guys, it was, you know, it was a very positive atmosphere. Everyone was really excited. There was this just kind of like buzz going on in the crowd. And somebody got, the vibrator? What, what's up? Was somebody using a vibrator? No, Brandon, get your mind out of the gutter. But was yeah. it like a, when you got into the parking lot, was it like Mark Riffick? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, there was a lot of people online talking. There was this really like six foot five guy that drove eight hours from Cleveland. Or no, from like somewhere in Ohio to be there. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, if it's it was one like, of those events. It's like one of those things that you want to like they make it something big. You want to go see. You want to yeah. check it out. And you know what? Like to, I, I could run down the entire card like every single match. But I, you know what? A, that's going to be too long and it'll kind of turn into a TNA segment where everybody starts zoning out and not paying attention. Was so I, this down in West Philadelphia or no? No, Born and Raised, not on the playground where I spend most of my days. Was that the, the reference you were trying to get down? No, I, I wasn't. But No? No, <laughs> not a Fresh Prince reference, but no, it was a, it was a, it was a cool atmosphere. You know, you had all like, you know, a lot of wrestlers that weren't on the card that were kind of just hanging out, enjoying it. Like, I went down with Juan, and if you listen to this show, you know that Juan is a buddy of ours. And for some reason, he's an asshole. Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> and he, he'll be the first to admit it. But uh, it was, it, it just like wrestlers were just randomly going up to him and like looking at him and stuff like that. Like Affinian from uh, the Batiri just like looked at him and just pointed at him and just walked away. See, and, that's the shit that I get when I go out to dinner and shit, and that lowers my self esteem even more. Well, there you go. At least Juan's in the side circus with you. Oh yeah, yeah. At least he's in the same exact boat. How dare he make fun of me ever again? Oh no. And then we were at the high spots table. What the fuck just happened? Skype just did something. But anyway, continue on. We were at, we were at the high spots table, and all of a sudden we're standing there. We're about to. I'm about to buy some DVDs, and all of a sudden Shane Helm just looks at Juan and goes, "What's up, man?" Just like, "What the fuck?" Is he like somebody that maybe looks like a worker from the 90s or 2000s? I have no clue. I have no clue. But let's get on uh, to the, did, did, did you mark out when you saw anybody, like specifically? I mean, yeah. Well, this is what we'll get on to. You know, we're going to bitch, touch and touch and go here. But um, the first match, they started off with the, the Ring of Honor tag match with Carino and Jacobs versus the Briscoes. I'm going to admit, I kind of marked out a little bit when Steve Carino was in the ring. I don't know why. I was just like, holy shit, it's fucking Steve Carino. He's and the fucking king of old school. He is the king of old school. He looked, he looked good. He looked great. And the Briscoes fucking rocking some serious beards. And she got a beards chant, which was awesome. And if Brandon, Brandon was there, he'd scream out, no, everybody look at my beard. It's better. I, I would have never put attention on myself like that. But Brand, yeah. Actually, no, Brandon's lookalike was there. Who's that? I just do. Yeah, fuck you. No, I got my. I said I showed that picture to my mom. She goes, "That looks nothing like you." Oh, it looked exactly like you, but if you had dark hair, it, it looked like Jorge Garcia. No, Can we post a post a picture. We put a mask on it. No, we'll put up the real picture itself. It was amazing. He's sitting right next to us. I look over and I'm like, "Oh my god, Brandon's here!" And then Juan looks over and we both start crying. But yeah, um, I marked out for Steve Carino. Uh, there, the tag team match just started to show off. I thought there was I was smart to do. Because everybody, everybody knows Ring of Honor, and everybody pops huge, and you know he got a little bit of an ECW chance. That was cool. Um, the wrestling is, uh, you know, another thing that people pop for was CZW because they announced that that match like the day before, and it's like um, Gavin Lastbeaker is like, "Oh, this match is brought to you by Combat Zone Wrestling." People went nuts, absolutely nuts, and it was, you know, it was different. There was it wasn't that blood and guts, you know, style that you see with like the Cage of Death and everything like that. But it was cool. You saw Matt Tremont, Latin Dragon, and Roy Mondo. Matt Tremont just took a nasty. They didn't have any pads or anything like that uh, around the ring, and he just took a nasty spell to the floor. When he fell, like you felt it. It was just like 
dude, because he's also a huge, you know, huge dude. I'm trying to think what else, uh, what else really stood out there. Uh, Mike Quackenbush, Cole Cabana, wrestling for uh, wrestling for wrestling as art was a lot of fun to watch. They did kind of like a comedic, you know, very catch catch cam style wrestling match. Cole Cabana, what? The quick match? Yeah, it was quick. You know, it didn't seem quick because it was a lot of like reversals and stuff like that. And, you know, like those spots, like it was, it was funny. It was a little fun to match. It was in that typical Cole Cabana fashion. Uh, Cole Cabana getting the win, which is surprising because I think a lot of people have seen him get a lot of losses on the independent circuit. Well, it's Quackenbush, I'm sure. He puts everyone over. Yeah, he does. But um, Cole, speaking of getting put over, Cole Cabana gets put over big time afterwards. Uh, Bill Apter. If you know, if you're a professional wrestling fan, you know him. He used to be the executive uh, chief and editor of uh, PW, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Uh, presented Cole Cabana with an award as the ambassador of independent wrestling, and that's I would, a. I would definitely agree with that. I mean, look look at all that he's done. Yeah, and especially any any. I don't remember the promo, but he cut like a very heartfelt promo, and it just it made everybody in there feel good. It made everybody feel really good about liking independent wrestling and not having to spend 200 something dollars on a front row seat to monday night raw you know we spent no money to get a front row seat to awesome wrestling all day did you cry when he spoke oh yeah i was i was a fucking baby choking up (laughs) yeah choking up it was was you know i saw uh big dog forge defeated uh mr touchdown in an arm wrestling contest yeah i i we were sitting because it was all bleachers and everything like that. So like right before the second show, we were kind of just like hanging out, just sitting down. I just and- want to uh, before you continue with the story, bleachers is somebody who bleaches their hair in the inside inside the business, quote unquote. No, it's not, Brandon. Stop making up your own term. <laughs> Um, Brandon just pulled the Brandon. Yeah, he yeah, just pulled yeah, the, he making up making up more insider terms. Um, <laughs> one of the things that actually really stuck at me from the the first show was Kaiju Big Battle, because. Um, it was like monsters. It's kind of like if you're not familiar with Kaiju Big Battle, you know, like those Godzilla movies where Godzilla and Mothra just like destroy towns and stuff like that. It kind the of best kind of movies. Yeah, it reminded me of that. Power Rangers. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of that, <laughs> that monster style. I, you know, the day after I was actually watching something, they had an E60 thing about Kaiju Big Battle, but you saw, you know, Doctor Q, which is this like, you know, demonic. Doctor with a cube head. E sixty as in like ESPN. Yes. Covered Kaju Big Battle. Yes. Why was I not informed about this? I will send you guys the link after we finish the show. But it was no, it was fun. It was a lot of. I enjoyed it a lot, and I think that was maybe a highlight from the uh, the first show. Also, another highlight from the first sh- the first show was uh, when CWF Mid Atlantic they had a tag team match. You know, a co- three guys that looked you know like your average normal independent workers, and then there was a guy called Chiva Kid who wore a goat mask and dressed up like a soccer player who was just very acrobatic, and no one expected it. And he finishes off the match by doing like like Jack Evans shit. Like, he did, like, a backwards 720 or something like that. It was ridiculous. And the crowd, I think, that was the biggest pop of the, the entire crowd was him doing that. I don't even know what it was. Like, I, I, we were just going fucking. Maybe a, a double moonsault? I don't think it was a double moonsault because, like, he went back, but he turned, he spun forward. So, that, I don't think that's a moonsault. But yeah, overall, oh, yeah, I don't know. overall the first you know the first show was great. Uh, the raid of Aladorius was another highlight to me as well, and it was it was surprising to see. Well, it wasn't surprising, but two's Cold Scorpio getting the win in the first match, and then ACH in the Dude, second. He looks well, fucking I think, really I think good. We predicted that. 
I, I think I did, I too. think we said on the last show, we said it was probably going to be two cold Scorpio versus ACH and ACH winning. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I saw pictures of uh, Scorpio. He looks really good. Like, he looks still fucking in shape since, I mean, we well, saw, I it, saw him in June. But. Yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say, didn't you say back in June that he could still go? And this is somebody yeah. that, like, everybody should really pay attention to? Yeah. Like, I don't understand why he's not in WWE or Impact Wrestling right now. Or yeah, imagine yeah. Flash Funk with Brodus Clay and Tensai. Oh my god! You don't even have to have him as Flash Funk, but that would that would go over, I'm sure, with the fucking kids. But dude, that'd be huge. <laughs> It'd be huge. But uh, yeah, so that was good. And those two guys went to face off at the nightcap for the Raid of Aldorius Championship, and everybody was thinking that ACH was gonna win. Like I kind of had that inkling that he was gonna win. He looked great. Like I can see him very soon being in a TNA or maybe underneath a developmental contract or just blowing up on the independent circuit because he was good. He was very well polished. I don't know where he's from. I think he follows us maybe on Twitter. I'm not too sure. But regardless, uh, that's one. That's one. Two Cold Scorpio is your new Rey de Valadores. So last year you had... Um, oh, fuck. Last year was El Generico. This year is Two Cold Scorpio. So, you know, setting a precedent for all high flyers to come. Uh, continuing with the nightcap of the card, something that we talk about normally and something that a lot of people weren't exposed to. NYWC, the New York... Kiwi Re- Herman? Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha! Um, anyway, NYWC showcased their four champions in the, the Bieber Boys, Alex Reynolds and John Silver. By the way, a huge shout out to John Silver for wearing a Taylor Swift shirt to the ring. Uh, facing off against Tony Nese and Napoleon, and people were behind this. I thought Tony Nese looked great, as usual. But we say that like every other week on the show. And you had Apollyon getting the win with a splash off the top rope. From I what heard, I heard, I heard Apollyon did a uh, pretty amazing job and was all, over with the fans. All of them. All of I was going to say. I was going to say. I heard a uh, standing ovation for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody was very. Uh, very very amazed by it. Good. Um, we know we know those guys bust their asses year round, so it's always nice to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Evolve was good. You know, it was that super fast paced, flippy style match, which was, you know, all, as expected from Evolve. I had no problems with it. I thought it was I thought it was very good. Uh, Chikara was a lot of fun to watch. They had an eight man tag ma- eight man tag match, which, and if anybody knows me, listening to this uh, listening to the show, I'm a huge uh, Chikara supporter. Um, what else was on there? Oh yeah, okay. This one, wrestling is hard. Okay, this was this was interesting because it was a mixed tag match, but it was one team of two gentlemen and then one team of a gentleman and a girl, Matt Russo and Heidi Lovelace. And Heidi Lovelace just got owned the entire match, like really hard forearms, gut busters, all that stuff. But she endured through the entire thing, got the hot tag, and got the win. Good. That's what they should be doing. Yeah, no, it was good, and they put they put her they put her over huge, huge. The the one match that was announced was supposed to be Marty Vell versus Azaviel. Uh, I think that I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm trying to remember it. But Marty Bell wasn't there, and she was replaced with Christina Von Eri, which I had no problems with. Or the chick with the big mohawk, as some people might say. No, no one gets a pop out of that one. Oh my god, you said that. You guys are fucking assholes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was cool to see Christina Von Eri. She just owned that chick after the match. And as I said, AC uh Two Cold Scorpio winning the Red of Aldoris tournament. Uh after that match though, big, big, 
big news. Apparently, the ECW arena, which was closed down last year, will be reopened by the end of the year. So it looks like professional wrestling now has a home again in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And that means that we should really hit it up. No, absolutely. I feel like this is like our second chance to finally get to see an event at the – I guess the home is the home of ECW. Well, there, it's, what fucking show are you going to see there? I don't know. Once something runs, yeah. Again. Once they, I'm sure they'll do some uh, ECW reunion shit there. Yeah, for the 800th time. Yeah, but um, I heard like it's the place. The place is completely gutted. It's just the walls, like, and they're not going to rebuild it back to what it was, where they had that like crow's nest and stuff like that. I think they're going to remodel it or something like that. So, but. Well, it may just be uh, too much money to do and too costly. I mean, why put money into it if you don't know that you're going to be making the profit on there Oh, yet? you know every single – you know, okay, Evolve. Yeah, but why did they reopen it? That doesn't make sense to me. Apparently Maybe that's disrespectful. Apparently the other owner – like, I don't know. I, I read something earlier this week. Apparently they had like a court injunction against her for something like that. I Don't quote me on any of this stuff. If you guys know better than I do, you know, please email us at out one at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so overall, I think National Pro Wrestling Day was a huge success. I had a lot of fun. It was, you know, it was good. a lot of different styles of wrestling because, you know, as I said, with the first show, you had Kaiju Big Battle, which is that monster Godzilla-style wrestling, and then right after, you had a, a strong man, strong style submission match with, uh, you know, Drew Gulak in there, which was... You were going to say something, Dave. Um, I, um, well, you can finish what you're going to say that, because I was going to... No, that's it. All right, well, I, I, if I went to this event, I couldn't see myself enjoying it. Why? I, I feel like it's too much... You know me. Like, I feel like this is... It's too much wrestling just packed into one day. I feel like if they're going to do another National Pro Wrestling Day, it should be expanded over two days. It but shouldn't that, be just one day. But it's one day. It's National yeah, Press Day. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be just one day. They should make it a two-day event as opposed to just one full pack day surprisingly and like you know me sometimes i get like wrestled out like i came home and i started watching pwg i like i wasn't like zoned out of anything you know i was able to relax you know it wasn't like i was too tired or anything like that i mean here's the tr- here's the most important question what cheesesteak Oh, don't get so we leave the event. It's snowing Saturday night. It was snowing down in Philadelphia. We get on on ninety five South because, as I said, the the event was in North North Philadelphia. So Pat Tony Luke's was about a half an hour away. We get on I ninety five South. Get on ninety five. We're going for about like a mile. Bumper to bumper traffic for about a half an hour. I'm not staying in Philadelphia until three o'clock in the morning to get cheesesteaks. We sat about a half an hour of traffic. Got into the next exit and went home. So I'm fucking. I hate Philadelphia. I hated Philadelphia. I reciprocated my five-year band with a vesting option for a sixth to go to this thing, and I don't see myself going to Philadelphia for this. Does this mean that you're you're not a Phillies fan anymore? I was never. I wasn't a Phillies fan since 2008. Uh, but why? Why? Uh, why did you go beforehand? Because we didn't know. Like, okay, here's the thing: you had to pay for parking, so I guess you know maybe that. How I, much? How much did you have to pay for parking? Curious. Ten bucks. Right. So it, that, that that's not that bad, and that probably paid the overhang for whatever they had to, you know, rent out the uh, the place for the day. But there was no remission on park uh, readmission on parking. Like uh-huh. I asked the security guard, I'm like, hey, can I leave between events? He goes, no. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. And then he's like, he's like, nope, that's what I told us, man. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, stop getting the fucking, whatever, whatever. But See, so that's bullshit in itself. They should, they need to change that. But too. that was, but that was the that was the company itself. 
You know, um, if they, you know, if next year the ECW arena is open and they do it again in at the ECW arena, I'm I'm assuming that there's free municipal parking for that. I, I could, don't know. I, I I still I don't. If they do it again, I still see somebody making money somewhere off of it. Well, you know, you were talking about like why are they paying for the iPay per view? You got to pay for the equipment. You know, like to rent out one of those cameras that they were using is a couple of hundred bucks to rent out for the day. So you have to pay. You have to pay the company that is providing the service for you. You know that's what they, that's why they didn't announce it at first. That it was going to be an eye pay per view. They wanted people to go down there. But I enjoyed it. I had a blast. Uh, it was good. I, I talked to a couple of people there. You know, kind of just hung out. There was a couple of good chants and everything like that. So awesome. National, National Pro Wrestling Day in itself was a blast. And let's get on some more independent wrestling talk. This weekend starts the season 11, season 12 uh, premiere of Chikara, the, the 9th and 10th in Pennsylvania. Uh, Sunday, the event while the dawn is breaking, you have the big final confrontation between Eddie Kingston and Kevin Steen. This is a feud that's been going on since uh, the beginning, uh, you want to say the beginning of 2011, where you've had this, that Chikara Ring of Honor Synergy event. And it just it has continued, and this will be the uh, final show off between these two gentlemen. There's- and I, and I feel like it has to be the final showdown between these two guys because they. Um, I feel like it's getting stale. It's getting old. How many times can you see Kingston and Steen interact with each other? Yes, you know what you're getting. You're going to get a brawl. You're not. You're not going to get a, really a big technical match. You're going to get a brawling match. But you know, that's, and- it's it's funny that you say that because we look at. In my opinion, we look at Tony Nese and Alex Reynolds. I will never get tired of seeing that match. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. I agree I mean, with that one. What, so you're saying that there's some people out there that all they want to see is that kind of brawling stuff. Yeah, where... I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, I... honestly, honestly, wrestling fans differ. Uh, that's, I don't know. That's why, that's why people on the internet say this one thing. People on the internet say this other thing. I mean, people look in the at, crowd cheer for this person. Look people at, in the crowd cheer for someone else. Perfect, perfect microcosm here of this. Look at the three of us. Whereas Brandon would rather watch, you know, the WWEs, and right. Dave would rather watch female wrestling, and myself would rather watch. <laughs> <laughs> Only if I have a bottle of uh, Lubriderm. We know. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop. No, Stop. Dave, Dave, you're more of an olive oil type person. I know you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Yo, don't do that in the sun, though. <laughs> but and, and as myself, would rather watch a very technical yet comedic style wrestling with hairy nipples and everything, right? Ha- hairy nipples and all. Yeah, and the nipple rings. Yeah, you know, <laughs> a- everybody has their own thing. Some people love this stuff. Some people. My bit- stuff was the most normal of the three. Yeah, <laughs> no, not really. But everybody well, likes everybody right. likes well, what they like. You know, we'll, so- we'll say that Brandon was normal for the first time ever. That he probably never heard that. Yeah. What the fuck up. But you know, one person that's actually going to be missing from the weekend of events is Ultramantis Black. Uh, he released a blog on Shakara Pro saying that he has gone under the knife or something very long worded that I didn't understand. Um, if you guys are in the either Reading or Eastern Pennsylvania area, go to ChikaraPro.com get tickets. You know, these DVD Smart Mark videos is so good about releasing these DVDs so they'll be out in the next couple weeks so we'll definitely keep you posted on that. Alright, so let's talk about some more independent wrestling. We're recording this our usual recording time is about 8.30 in the morning on Friday morning but this week, you know, due to complications and scheduling, we're recording this a little bit earlier. But there's nothing wrong with that because I think everybody's excited that we're not going to be talking about TNA in full detail. We are going to be talking about one thing that's going on right now in the world of total nonstop action uh, is their gut check. 
which we, actually is stopped action. Yeah, very good. Very uh, you waited that one, good Brandon. But anyway, uh, the TNA Gut Check Challenge, where you vote in brackets to have people, uh, I guess you could say, nominated to have a sh- uh, shot to compete for. Uh, a shot to get on gut check. I, I used the same word 800 times over. Right. But anyway, well, uh, it has been temporarily suspended. At first, it, at first, it was one vote per per category. Then that changed somehow where, okay, tell your friends. You could, boom, vote for yourself as many uh, times as you want. And now it's – Well, you're, miss, you're missing what? something too. What was that? It used to be only one person. There were 16 brackets. It used to only be one winner per bracket. They actually changed it before they even canceled it. They changed it that they're going to make it three winners per bracket. Oh, I did not know that. And they were going to do a triple threat kind of a style. That's how they reasoned it because it's more wrestling-ish. So we're going to do a triple threat between the three winners of each bracket and the winners of that are going to face off. So they increased the the dude – they pulled forward the due date to like – I think late February as opposed to early March. And then after that, they did the unlimited voting and then they canceled it. It's bullshit. Yeah. What? Get a fucking it's, grip of your product. Yeah. I don't know. To me, that's all pathetic again. All, like, I have to, all I have to say is remember the original Raw Active where everybody wanted to see uh, Evan Bourne versus Sin Cara and that fucked up? Yeah. You know, it's, techn- it's technology, man. You know, sometimes but, you don't. Let me finish first before you go on continue on your rant. You know, with certain things, you don't have control of it you know there it's it's a a floor model it's a floor models it's a it's a starter model of how they're going to do things now they know i'm not finished now they know that this isn't working so now they have to go back to the drawing board figure it out and reconfigure it so they can you know expand on it but to say because look how look how many times what nothing Keep it going. I'm I'm like holding back right now. I want to fuck a rant. I know. I want to go before you, Dave. But look, let let them. You know, with Raw Active, Raw Active is still. You know, look at what happened on Monday Night Raw, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Dave, just go. I'm I'm done. I'm Wait, done. I want to say, but but before they canceled it all, just to say, like, oh, vote as many times as you want. Like, get your fucking friends to vote for you. It's like that's fucking pathetic. This is so f- much fucking bullshit. They should have th- – I feel like this is different from Raw Active because Raw Active, they actually knew what they were doing. They were going to rig-, rig it so this way they had they knew what was going out there already. TNA are fucking assholes. They had no idea what they were doing. They kind of took a little shotgun and fired in the in the dark and saw what kind of uh, stuck. It yeah, and they, they ended up standing under it. I feel like they have had no idea what they were doing. They had an idea going into this and then just to change it. Multiple times, say, and just because uh, you had issue, technical issues and problems, you had wrestlers on there twice. You had current NXT wrestlers on there. It's complete bullshit. Fuck you, Dixie Carter. Hire us. Yeah, I just I said from the start it was fucking stupid. Yeah, whatever. As I said, you know what? Now that they're they're taking the strides to, you know, fixing it. Hopefully, when the gut check challenge comes back. That's you know, the thing. I don't think that they're they're gonna fix it. I, they said that they're gonna suspend it and they're, they're gonna bring it back at some point. I have a. I know for a fact. I will not even say maybe. You I'm know for a fact. For, I'm gonna say I know for a fact that when they do bring it back, something's gonna fuck up and they're gonna be like, oh, whatever. What facts do you have? Myself. I have a gut feeling. My you're, gut you, feeling's you always right. You have a gut right. check feeling. Oh yes. Damn, I wanted to say that. <laughs> I have I a must have, check I'm, feeling about yeah. this. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. Next week, I guess we're going to have to talk about two weeks of Impact Wrestling, guys. 
I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, the product itself is good. But, exactly. You know, the, and the, I'm, I'm curious to see if Sting and Bully Ray align with Aces and Eights yet. Not happening. But anyway, let's get on to the interview for this week. You know, look at that. In three weeks, we've had two interviews. So stepping it up here again for you folks. Uh, as I said in the beginning of the show, the Greek god Papadon. This week, sat down with Dave and Brandon to talk about his career of being an independent wrestler. So we're going to play this wonderful, nice interview for you, and then we are going to talk about sports entertainment here on Marking Out. No, we're not on Mount Olympus or anything like that, but we're at the NYWC Sportatorium. We're here with the best unsigned wrestler, the Greek god Papadon. Papadon, thanks for being on the show, Marking Out. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you for the opportunity, but... It's the greatest unsigned talent today, not the best unsigned talent wrestler, whatever you said. My apologies. Yeah. My apologies. All right. Yeah, so basically, uh, how did you get your start in professional wrestling? Um, when I was a young kid, I was a fan of, the, of, of professional wrestling. I was uh, a big fan of the NWA. I liked the WWE, but I was more of an NWA fan. And I saw a match one day on Channel 11. It was Ric Flair versus Sting. And I saw the match, and I was hooked. And I said, this is what I want to do. I went in the kitchen. I said, hey, Ma, I know what I want to be when I'm going to grow up. She, I guess she was figuring doctor, lawyer, or something. I was like, a pro wrestler. And she was like, all right, that's good, honey. Go play. You know, trying to write me off. So uh, that's how I really wanted to get into it. I initially started because uh, I was going to go to Killer Kowalski School of Wrestling. At the time, the Internet wasn't what it is today. So I couldn't find an address online. And then uh, I happened to come across a Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine that said Guide to the Independence. I had no idea about independent wrestling. All I knew was the uh, WWE and uh, at the time NWA, WCW. And I knew of, of course, you know, WCCW and AWA and all the others. But um, I look in the magazine and I see uh, the Long Island Wrestling Federation, Bobby Lombardi's uh, company. And it was in Queens. I said, hey, Queens is a lot closer than Massachusetts. I have an address. So I called up. Went down to the LIWF, met Bobby Lombardi, and, um, you know, I uh, started wrestling. Uh, Homicide took me under his wing and trained me. So, that's how I got started. Now, we see that you were trained at the Doghouse Dojo with uh, under Homicide. How was training under Homicide? It was, uh, it was a crash course, uh, you know, in, uh, <laughs> in the uh, hard knock life of pro wrestling. It was a really good experience. Uh, Homicide is very, very gifted and very talented and he has a good head on his shoulders for this business and you might not see it by looking at him because he looks like a regular street thug on the streets and he's all tatted up and you know uh... but the guy can go and he instills the those principles uh, of hard work dedication and passion onto his students whether some of his students pick it up that's obviously up to the student and i always say that i'm homicide's greatest student so you know he'll vouch for that well, we're not going to argue that one. We definitely <laughs> think you should be signed. Um, let's see. Growing up, who was your favorite wrestler? Enrico Palazzo. No, seriously, I do not have a serious... Uh, I would say Sting. I mean, not because he was a technical master, just, you know, being a little kid in the face paint. And, you know, he was, you know, obviously better than the Ultimate Warrior. I even knew that as a fan. Mm. But he was one of my favorites. When I was real young, Hulk Hogan, obviously. Um, Macho Man... I didn't really have a real, real... I like the British Bulldog, you know, but I liked everybody. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't like I was just one set fan for one set wrestling. You're a fan of pro wrestling as a whole. Exactly. Do you yeah. try to model yourself after 
one of your heroes? Yes, or? absolutely. Um, when I when I got back into wrestling, because you know everyone you know says oh, I used to watch when I was a kid, and sometimes they don't come back to it. Sometimes they just venture out to different hobbies. Um, I fell in love with watching, uh, and that sounds kind of gay the way I'm saying it, but uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, it's 2013, but um, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, uh, Perry Saturn, Rey Mysterio, uh, Finley, Regal. Those were the guys I really, really adored. And again, I was a big NWA mark. I hate that term. Uh, AWA fan. So when you know, I'd watch WCW before I'd watch WWE, and those were the guys that really caught my eye. So you started off as a pretty big uh, tag team wrestler, tagging with uh, with uh, Havoc. How was that you... a fat joke? No, it's <laughs> not a fat joke. What was the fat joke there? Because he said I was a pretty big wrestler. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I was fat anyway. Yeah. Well, oh. the only fat jokes now go towards me. So. <laughs> gotcha. How how was that from going from being a big tag team wrestler into breaking into as a singles competitor? Um, you know it's funny. I've heard it before, and Dusty, I think Dusty Rhodes said it. They know you're going to be a a great singles competitor. You should try tag wrestling first because you get to learn a uh, a good portion of psychology as a tag wrestler, cutting off the ring. And you know, working as a unit, working body parts, and you know, manipulating the referee and the rules and all that stuff, not playing fair. But uh, fact of the matter is, I enjoy being a singles wrestler more than a uh, tag wrestler. Nothing against Havoc or John mm -hmm. Shane. Nah. Uh, I would never trade in teaming with them at all because uh, you know, teaming with them was a learning experience. They actually helped me with promos as well because when I first started out, I wasn't very comfortable in front of the mic, you know? So, you know, learning from them as far as the promo end goes was fantastic. And uh, I always say, like, John Shane was in the business, you know, 10, 15 years too late. You know, I'm pretty sure that if he would have uh, came into the business, you know, in the 70s, he probably would have been in WWE, you know, alongside Jimmy Hart, Bobby Heenan, and all that, all the other managers, Mr. Fuji. But, um... You know, I, like I said, I enjoy being a singles wrestler because I'm greedy. I want all eyes on me. I want all the attention. Who does spotlight. Uh, well, well, I mean, some people don't. That's true. Well, if they don't, they shouldn't be lacing up their boots. Definitely, definitely. Well, you've been lacing up your boots for a long time. How long have you been a competitive, a competitive wrestler? How long have you been in pro wrestling so far? I started my career in July 1999. I, was, I started training in June 99, and my first match was July 1999. So... Um, Fact of the matter is, I guess, what, 13 years now, so. But i also like to add, I mean, you didn't touch base on this, but uh, after the doghouse closed, I came to the NYWC Academy and continued my training there, where I still train to this day, and uh, I was very fortunate to have Mikey Ripwreck take me under his wing as well, so I do consider Mikey as one of my trainers as also. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, very fortunate to have been blessed, actually, to have been under the tutelage of Homicide and Mikey Whipwreck, because I always say the best talents in the Northeast come from Mikey Whipwreck and Homicide. So I had the best of both worlds. So throughout your career, you've done tons of pro wrestling, but then you started doing acting. Well, you you started doing uh, acting in The Wrestler. You were featuring, you were shown in that movie. How was that working with uh, Mickey Rourke? Oh, it was really cool. Uh, he was a really down-to-earth guy, which was surprising. I thought he'd be a prima donna, but he wasn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, funny story, uh, the way they shot the wrestler, uh, it was like a movie and the actual show going on at the same time through WXW office promotion, mm -hmm. which is now based in Florida. Um, 
And I wasn't booked to wrestle. I was just booked to be there as the acting part. But they were ahead of schedule, and they needed to kill some time, so they asked me to wrestle a match. So uh, I went out there and wrestled uh, Paul Enormous, uh, you know, may he rest in peace. And we had a good match, you know, whatever it was, six minutes, ten minutes, whatever. And uh, I go in the back, you know, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, Mickey Rourke comes backstage, and uh, he's like, uh, hey, come here. I'm like, what's up? He goes, you're really good. Yeah, and he calls over uh, Paul Enormous. He goes, brother, you're huge. I love the tattoos. He goes, you guys put on one hell of a match. He goes, I was very entertained. He goes, keep this up. He goes, I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh, thank you very much. You know, I appreciate, you know, your kind words. He walked away, and I was like, get this, uh, get this out. Awesome. You know, it's pretty cool. Mickey Rourke is putting me over. So, nice little story. No no Marissa Tomei stories, unfortunately, but, you know, whatever you <laughs> yeah, She wasn't there. One. Yeah, she wasn't there, though, unfortunately. So recently, last year, you won the ECWA Super 8 tournament, and there's been a ton of pro wrestlers winning that in the past. Loki, Paul, uh, Paul London, Petey Williams, Stevie Richards, Jerry Lynn. How does it feel to be able to call yourself ECWA um, Super 8 tournament champion? Um, surreal. It's a dream come true. I always wanted to get into the tournament, you know, and win it, obviously. But just if I were just in the tournament and not win it. I would have been honored, you know, just to be along the elite list of people in that tournament. Not a ton of people have won it. There's only been 15 winners. So, you know, to be within the inner circle of the elite was very cool. I was very pleased with my matches, especially with my round match, uh, my first round match with Tony Nice. We stole the show. And, uh, you know, you know, Nice is a, a very gifted competitor and, uh, you know, and he's very skilled and talented. And, uh, you know, I was glad that him and I were able to steal the show because every time we step in the ring... We always steal the show together. We definitely appreciate you being on the show. If anybody wanted to book you or find you, where could they book you or find you at? You'd have to talk to my talent agent, Raleigh Allen. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Corner of uh, Johnson and Ritter. The <laughs> <laughs> one with the white t-shirt and the short shorts with his balls hanging out. That's my, that's my retarded Sasquatch friend, Raleigh, Raleigh Allen. Um, him, you guys can hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. It's Greek God Papadon. It's not difficult, you know. Um... Just toss me a message. We'll work out the details. And uh, if you're a serious promoter, you want to book me, uh, don't expect me to drive five hours for 20 bucks because then I won't even answer your email. All right? So that's basically it, you know? Now, uh, on our our show, we have a marked-out moment of the week. Mm-hmm. In your career, has there, any, has there been any particular moment that made you think, like, holy shit, like a big mark-out moment for you? Were you sitting next to anybody, you're like, Fuck, this guy's in the locker room with me right now. Or I've never been starstruck, per se. I mean, there was one moment where I got clotheslined by Shane Wayne, the convenience store guy, and he kind of hollered and screamed like Stan Hansen. And I thought I was in the ring with Hansen for a quick second. But then I realized at the time Shane was much fatter, so, you know, it wasn't really Hansen. No, seriously, um, I would have to say the one time I was like, holy shit, uh is when I worked SmackDown, and I was uh, uh, one of the Druids, mm-hmm. and I came out, and they played the Undertaker's music, and I and I came out, and the crowd and the electricity, just like 20,000 people in Connecticut, and whatever where the hell we were, mm-hmm. and it was just, not to be cliche, but it was electrifying. Like I, like I was like, holy cow. That's crazy. And you're walking, you're going out, you're hearing the Undertaker's theme song 
which I think everybody could agree that if any theme song hits and you get pumped up and electrified for it, Undertaker's theme yeah, song. Yeah, absolutely. I was waiting to hear it at the Super Bowl when the lights went out. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that's what everyone said. You know, him or Sabu show up on the 50-yard line would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, right? All right, well, thank you very much for appearing on Marking Out, and yeah, we wish you. you the best. Thank you, well, thank so you very much. much, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Look forward to doing it again. And we're back from Mount Olympus, and we are here on Mark and App, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Got to give uh, shout-outs to uh, Dave and Brandon for popping their interview, Cherry. Yeah. Wow. It was our first. Thank it you. was our first. Please be gentle. Yes. Thank you. Thank and what, you. And, and what a man to do it with the Greek bot. God, Papadon, thank you. <laughs> I said the Greek Bob. Uh, the Greek God, Papadon, thanks very much for being on the show. Uh, guy's got unlimited talent. And the skies of Mount Olympus are the... Uh, future for him uh we had you know we always ask people if they want to submit questions and everything like that uh and we've recently have gotten a fan question do you have it uh in front of you gentlemen uh i don't i know it's from charlie uh zephyr i believe charlie zephyr zephyr okay yeah charlie zephyr i think it's like c zephyr okay Okay, yeah yeah Yeah. so what did he ask us he he wrote hey guys big fan keep up the good work uh just found this this stuff about wrp which was wrestling retribution project uh did you guys know about this uh i know it's dated but i had no idea of any of this stuff mentioned basically sends us articles about jeff katz and the whereabouts of wrp so i mean just, yeah, and uh, as, as like our, if the um, any of you have been listening from the start, we have had interviews with Jeff Katz in regards to WRP and his uh, ideas and everything with what he wanted to do. So I would like to say that we invested a little bit into this too. We didn't invest any money to the Kickstarter, but still, we we I was we were invest we invested emotionally uh, emotionally into what it was and apparently this week well apparently a couple weeks back uh jeff katz actually sat down and did a podcast with pwinsider.com um where he talks about what happened what he's been up to and uh what's going on with the wrestling retribution project um apparently jeff katz has lost every it says i'm re- i am reading this verbatim off of pwponderings.com i actually love this website so pwponderings.com thank you for doing what you do um he says uh <laughs> jeff katz essentially lost everything in his financial life now it is clear that it had nothing to do with wrp but it was a a typical investment deal gone bad. Apparently, all the footage is still on the edit room floor, and it is still in post-production. It's still going to be distributed through Image Entertainment, and that's pretty much where we stand with that. So uh, if you're still if you're listening to the show and you're still interested, uh, go to pwponderings.com and, yeah, read the uh, entire article. Or if you're a part of the elite side of PW Insider, go listen to that podcast. Yeah, thank you for submitting the question. Uh, the question, Sapphire. I I actually am really annoyed with this answer, though, because the fact that he a lot of fans are still left in the dust, at, uh, left in the dark, and how a lot of people did donate a shitload of money to this Kickstarter. Well, listen, to get let started. me let me tell you though, Kickstarter, you don't have to actually do anything with that money that you say you're going to do. I think that's like so morally wrong, though. It is, but it's not like he. It's not. Jeff Katz, he didn't intend on this. But how did he lose money that people? That's people not. Donated? That's not. That's not our business. Yeah, that's absolutely none of our business. But that's. But you know, it's like if it. if let's say I 
let's say I got cancer. I mean, that's a terrible thing to say, and I don't wish that upon myself. Okay, okay. Do I want to come on this podcast and be like, hey, guess what, everybody? I have cancer. The Marking Out podcast is done because I have to get chemotherapy. No. I, you know, there's people in life that have have had, you know, diseases and stuff like that, and they don't want to tell anybody anything. So, it's, it's your personal business, you know? So pretty much the money was taken and used in his personal way. Well, apparently everybody got paid. Right. That's, that's yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean we, we know we know for a fact that the money was used. It went towards. Production. We don't know for a fact that all of it went there. No, I'm just saying we know that some money of Jeff Katz's went to production. It went to flying the guys out for the day or whatever the weekend or whatever week. how long it took. It was a week. Right. Uh, we know it went towards food. I believe it goes them. to expenses. You know, I, you I have, don't know. I don't know how much I'm buying into it. To be straight up, I'm, I don't know how much I'm buying into it. And honestly, I mean, he also Charlie wants to know if we'll ever, if we, if we think we'll ever see the light of day. I'm gonna say no. I think we will. I think I don't as well. think we ever will. Listen, there, it doesn't have to be this year. It doesn't have to be next year. It's like something they find lost shit in archives all the time. All right, it's released three years down the line. Who gives a shit? I would still be very highly interested in it if it's released three years down the line. If it's exactly what we heard it was, why wouldn't you want to be interested? Because some of these wrestlers are are gone. They moved on and everything. Right. I, I have no interest in this. It loses its hype. It's gonna. It's. I'm not. A, I don't support it. I'm still. I'm still excited because I still want to see all those characters that we know yeah, in like different. Know, yeah. Right. Exactly. We know these characters from one day. And this day there's something else because it's I, just a complete scratch over for everything. I don't mean to sound awful, but in three years, I'm not going to give a shit. That's what you say now. You in said three years, all right, come to me. And, you know what? Let's be realistic. Come to me in five years when it's actually released and ask me if I give a shit. I will say, no, Brandon, I do not give a shit. Two years ago, podcast or no podcast? No podcast. Dave, now you call me every single day. You're caring more about the podcast. Yeah, but you don't even pick up my phone call. So that's I know just- because I know you. I know you're going to talk about the podcast. That's why. Who tweeted out <laughs> saying hashtag I can't go a day without talking about wrestling? Brandon. No, David. Me, but this is completely different. I'm. Two years ago, was that you? I just said yes. No, two years ago, was that you? Stepping out of this. What? I'm over it. It was. Is it? I don't know. W R P. All right. Well, I'm. Me and Brandon are both are both excited to see this footage when it comes out, and when it comes out, it'll come out. But until then, I'll just watch PWG because PWG is so awesome. Mark. <laughs> hey, dude. I bought Mystery Vortex. So you want to come over and watch it? No. You want to know why? Because you're calling me a Mark. Anyway, let's get let's uh, get on to some professional wrestling. No, sports entertainment talk. I'm sorry. We've been talking about a lot of <laughs> professional wrestling today. Uh, sports entertainment talk. Dave, are you are you, you better? Because you got really angry. No, I'm fine. I just I'm not gonna be excited for this. Okay, so can you get excited about? Oh no, WWE definitely. I care a lot more about than WRP in their future. Okay, good. So do we wish them the best of luck in their future endeavors? From me personally, yes, 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 yes. If it came out, if it came out tomorrow, you wouldn't care at all. No, if it came out tomorrow, I would definitely care. But if it came out three years down the line, I wouldn't care. I don't. I don't buy that. Why, why wouldn't you – all right, I'm not talking about this shit on the show. We have so much other stuff to talk about. Yeah, we still have a lot of 
sports entertainment to talk about. So let's get on. Dave, Woosa, all right? Goose Fraba, all right? Listen. Goose fucking Fraba. No, no, no use of the curse words. All right, listen. We're, we're, po- uh, we're, staying, we're staying positive here. We're talking about positive things. We have positive All right, things. fuck, fuck, fuck a duck, screw a kangaroo, 69 a porcupine, orgy in the zoo. What? We're ready. What the fuck? Yeah, seriously. You're talking about bestiality? All right, I'm ready. All right, yeah, so I'm the one that's talking about hairy nipples and piercings and stuff like that, and Dave's talking about bestiality. Anyway, uh, professional sports entertainment, let's talk about SmackDown. From last week, uh, goods, bads, and middles. Let's start off with the mid- Let's start off with the middles, I think you should say. Um, you had uh, Sheamus defeating Damian Sandow, and you have the Shields coming out and interfering. I just I feel like we see this match every other week. We saw it last yeah. week on Raw with the tables match, and they just made it into a different match. But now this time the shield interferes. Like, I mean, I understand how feuds work, but I don't think in this day and age of wrestling that's how feuds should work. Do it's, they actually have a feud? Well, no. I mean, if you're putting them in matches week after week or well, whatever. Sheamus and the Shield have a feud. Yeah, right. but storyline so. wise, storyline wise, Sheamus and Sando have nothing. It's more of a Hey, you guys put on a good match last week. Let's put you together. It's not a hey, let's you cut a promo against him. You cut a promo against him on a week long basis. Basis. Like there's some people I could actually watch over and over again have those kind of matches, like Daniel Bryan and Rey Mysterio. I'll rewatch that over and over again. But Sheamus and and Damian Sandow, just to me, they don't bring anything. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say special because they yeah. do bring. And, and 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 as far as the shield interference goes, I like the shield. I like them a lot, but I think character wise, they need to develop the shield a little bit more from just running in and attacking people. I don't know. I I, I think that they are developing it, especially with everything that goes on. I do think that they're developing it, and I still mark out whenever that theme song hits and they come down through the crowd. Yeah. Well, we'll talk. You know, maybe the development of, of the shield happened on Monday Night Raw, so I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, you had your other middle, Randy Orton defeating Wade Barrett in a non-title match. It's Randy Orton, but these guys put on a good match. I thought it was a decent match. I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from it. Yeah. So, all right. So let's get to uh, our one bads that we have going on here. Was Bo Dallas getting beat up backstage, right? What? I don't even. I didn't even fucking care about that. Fuck Bo Dallas. <laughs> uh, the bads. I think this is a huge bad. The fact that the Rhodes Scholars have disbanded. They have made a gentleman's agreement to disband the team of the Road Scholars. And I'm super bummed about this. And I think this is a fucking – this is bad for the tag team division. Because okay. oh. You go first, Dave. I completely couldn't agree with you anymore. I feel like it's a great thing to do is to separate them, especially because we know that they have a ton of potential as single wrestlers. Maybe it's not the right time because of the clutter with every single division, but I feel like in single, uh, as a single wrestler, both will be successful, and they did their job as a tag team. And I love the fact that the way that they broke up, they just hugged it out and whatnot, and said, "Yeah, we're gonna just do single, uh, single uh, matches and whatnot." I like it. I don't. But I don't. I want to. I just want to know who's who's gonna be like the who's, next. Who's Marty and who's Sean? Yeah, but, I don't but, think uh, either I mean, of them. It also gives a lot of other tag teams that we have been talking about for a long time. I mean, I feel like this is going to open up the door for the Usos. You know what? I, so. I, I really hope so. I fucking I mean, hope so. I will I repeat mean, that over and over again. I fucking hope the Usos move up. They have you've, to. They're you've fucking, been, you've, been seeing, you've been seeing the Usos wrestle a lot on superstars and main event, on superstars and shit like that. I feel like the Usos are being uh, groomed to be 
tag team champions. I feel like the two top tag teams are dropping out of the division. But who's so your? You, but every one of your teams right now is a face. You have the Usos who are face, Rey Mysterio and Car who are faces. Yeah, but uh, team got primetime players aren't. Yeah, but you know, primetime players. But, but also think, aren't. Yeah. But also things could change. I mean, Usos can easily become heel. I mean, every it's pro wrestling. Anybody could be a, become a heel very easily. I feel. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I don't. I I liked the Road Scholars a lot. I thought they were a great tag team. They had a lot of potential. I would have liked to see them have the tag team titles on them. But you know, that's not the way the world works. So that's not maybe the way it's, to... being before WrestleMania. Maybe it's not the time right now. Yeah, but hopefully. maybe at some point. Yeah, hopefully soon all right so let's uh let's go back and let's backtrack let's get it let's let's get on the, the goods and uh let's start off with the beginning of the show booker t making a huge announcement that the wwe locker room needs to impress him to get their spots in the elimination chamber uh more importantly that of uh, randy orton great colleague daniel Bryan kane and the returning jack swagger jack swagger coming back and making a big statement saying that you know he's back and he's gonna win back the world heavyweight championship before that even i believe dolph ziggler said fuck this i have this i have the briefcase i yeah. have my shot he i said, don't yeah, not he need was, this. yeah he was like but fuck this i'm out of here you know so um yeah it was good to see jack swagger return I, yeah. I, I was actually a big fan of this match. I thought that they had a lot of good the, chemistry going the, in the ring. The, Dave, this was a promo that started the show off of SmackDown. But anyway, oh, I thought you were just talking about the Swagger Kingston match. No, but yes, Jack Swagger was in action that night with a dominating uh, win over Kofi Kingston, which I liked a lot. I'm I love that match. Finisher. What the ankle lock? Yeah, at the time the ankle lock, which like what is it now? The Patriot Patriot Act? Yeah, which they changed on Monday Night Raw, jumping yeah. the here a little bit, um, but. Uh, still, it's. An I like. Eight. I like the name. It, you know, uh, instead I, of. I like, that's the thing. I like the name. I don't like the move. Yeah, because you're just a Kurt Angle mark, and you're. No, I. I just think that Jack Swagger. Mark. I feel like he could do a lot more than an ankle lock. Well, didn't he used to have the Swagger Bomb? Yes, he did. But I mean, I but feel no, like he still does that, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he does it as like a sometimes finisher or signature. I'm but sure. I, I'm sure you'll get the gut check power bomb. Still, is that yeah. gut check? Is that just, doesn't sound right. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Gut, gut, wrench. gut wrench. Sorry. Oh, gut wrench. It's <laughs> like that doesn't sound right at all. I don't know. I just think that he could do something a lot more creative than uh, an ankle lock. Yeah. Well, that's that's not up to him. That's up to the creative team for WWE. All right. So can, uh, continuing on, uh, we spoke about tag teams disbanding, but we did have, still have good tag teams. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara getting a surprising win over the tag team champions. Team Hell No. Uh, good to see Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara back in action. I love their attire. As I said while we were uh, doing our show prep, I think uh, Sin Cara was channeling his inner Zubaz with his uh, interesting attire that he had here. So. I'm curious. Were they tag team champions at all? Who? Oh. Ray and Cara. No. No, we don't have okay. time for that. Okay, that's that's kidding. what I thought. I, that's that what is... I thought. I mean, I I think that they make a great tag team. Yeah, I mean, so does a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, so do I. I, I, do, I do hope that we will get to see some sort of mask thing versus no not versus a mask sort of stipulation world record at wrestlemania 29 because uh, to, to be honest i think that it's genius putting these guys together especially because sinkara is very botch prone so putting him together with such a veteran i feel like it's genius yeah and i think i think ray mysterio has been wrestling a lot more i don't know riskier but a lot smoother as of late too since returning, I'll agree. Yeah, I think it's I think it's more the keeping it not as risque. 
Right, and I'm a, I'm a fan of his that singlet too. People say it's because he's getting fat or whatnot, but yeah. I don't think so. I don't getting know. Getting fat or not, I I'm I'm a fan of it. I mean, and, and, I'm, always, that, I'm always up for an entire change. And that's and that's part of the, the the entertainment side of sports entertainment. You have to have flashy ring gear that people are going to remember. Right, like yeah. Kofi Kingston, Royal yeah. Rumble, Batman. I mean, plus like if you're getting a little bit of a gut or whatnot, or you're finding it hard to work off a gut, why not? And yeah, but who's to say Rey Mysterio's exactly. working off a gut? Exactly. If, if that is the reason, why not? Why not do DDP yoga? Because it's great. There's tons of uh, thin men that wore singlets. Yeah, absolutely. All right, continue, let's, uh, let's continue on here. So then, so we had all that stuff going on. Then you have Alberto Del Rio attacking the big show. I feel bad for that car. Yeah. You know, this is this has been a feud that's really started to heat up, and it heated up later in the night too because you have Alberto Del Rio in a good match against Dolph Ziggler getting the win, but afterwards it looks like Big Show is reciprocating by attacking his personal ring announcer and friend, Ricardo Rodriguez. Oh, I, I was, meant, when I said I feel bad for that car, I moved on to Raw by mistake. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I think that this is so smart to do because think. I, there's still. There's still some people on the fence with Del Rio and his face turn and everything. And to have his innocent ring announcer, Ricardo, which I think a majority of the audience is a big fan of, even if you don't like Del Rio, I find it very hard not to like Ricardo. Oh, I like Ricardo a lot. So I feel like by having Big Show attack Ricardo, a lot of the fans that aren't uh, that are on the fence will sympathize with Ricardo and uh, start cheering for Del Rio to defeat Big Show. So I think it's very bright. I, I agree with it too, and you know I think I've said it on the show. I don't believe uh, you know Alberto Del Rio is a champion. He's like slowly but surely starting to win me over now. Yeah, I'm, so. I, I I told you before the show. I'm still waiting for that moment where I want you to like call me up and be like, okay, I'm he just won me over by doing this. I'm yeah. curious to see personally like what that moment would be yeah yeah so and i mean that this whole like storyline kind of went on into monday night raw brandon brandon yeah. oh right right my bad monday night nitro there we go so uh, let's talk about, we'll talk about the goods first uh you have alberto del rio defeating cody rhodes uh it's good that he had a new T-shirt, Cody Rhodes, because he's grooming himself for greatness. Yeah, that I called as soon as he grew the mustache. Yeah, totally. Said, oh, they're gonna, he's gonna keep it. He's going for it. The gimmick, it's so over. It's gonna get a T-shirt down the line. He reminds me of a like an old school Rick Rude a lot with that with the mustache. Yeah, but not jacked up on roids. Yeah, right. Uh, but anyway, uh, Alberto Dorio tries to call the big show out. Saying, you know, you know, he took, you know, he beat up Ricardo Rodriguez. Big Show's not there. Big Show's back at the hotel, and uh, it looks like Alberto Del Rio found his way to the hotel by uh, attacking uh, the Big Show, taking him out, completely destroying him, knocking over chairs, tables, all that stuff, and uh, just leaving. I marked out for this fucking entire seg- uh, segment for the moment where the guy, the little, um, what is it, the bellhop. Yeah, where he he was giving uh, Big Show the contract, and he was just trying to interrupt and be like, give him a heads up. Then the door opens up, and Del Rio is just standing there at the door. I felt like it was kind of horror movie esque, just how you, the suspense is building. Is he there? And then the door opens, and he's just standing there casually, just grilling Big Show. And then they just go at Big Show gets the advantage, and then I thought it was classic. Oh, so did I. I loved it. I thought it was great. And, you know, talking about getting Alberto Del Rio getting over with me, the fact that he wasn't in, like, his, like, fancy suits and everything like that, and he really hasn't really been coming out in cars and stuff like that as a face, it's making him more believable, making him, like, that kind of, like, workhorse style, you know, mm-hmm. 
champion. Yeah, I like the uh, he had bad Mexican uh, Mexican food. Yeah, oh, he only had bad Mexican food, and these guys were just like, uh, okay, and he just leaves and pieces out. Um, yeah. It was announced though, apparently, by Booker T. Alberto Del Rio has been suspended. So we'll see how that storyline plays out on uh, SmackDown. Well, last night or whenever you listen to this, but we'll talk about <laughs> that. Talk about that next week. Uh, continuing on with, uh, do we have any goods? Yeah. Oh, we have a lot of goods. Yeah, we have a few. All right, well, so let's start off with the, the beginning of the show. You have uh, CM Punk just berating the WWE Universe. And I love this about CM Punk now because he's been uh, wanting, like, I'm the better than you heel to being, like, I hate everybody heel and everybody hates me and I don't care because I'm the best. I love okay. it. I, I know I said it last week, but I feel like such a – maybe call me a bad fan. I know Brandon probably thinks I'm a bad fan, but when I see – a promo starting off raw now that involves CM Punk. I kind of know what's going to happen, so I don't even bother sitting down and gluing myself to the TV yet. Yeah. Well, you see, I, I don't know. At, at eight o'clock, I believe I was. I had raw on. I just don't remember where I was. I was I mean, definitely if, sitting down. I don't remember. I mean, it may be just because how you you'd rather hear something about a pipe bomb from CM Punk now, and instead you're gonna you know you're gonna be getting the um the cha- I'm still the champion. Blah blah the Rock. Yeah, no, I, I agree, I agree. But this set up uh, uh, CM Punk's Raw Active for the night, which was everybody got the vote between Randy Orton, uh, Rey Mysterio, and Chris Jericho. And by a landslide, it was Chris Jericho. So later in the night, you had CM Punk defeating Chris Jericho in awesome, awesome, awesome match. Now, I, I know it's the beginning of the year, but this is one match we have to keep in mind for a marquee at the end for a match of the year because this was I, yeah. unbelievable. I wish this match took place at WrestleMania 28. Yeah. I, I, I could definitely agree with that. I, I don't know if you guys picked up on it or even if it was an actual gesture, but before CM Punk went for the uh, Tornado DDT in the corner, he swung his finger around kind of like a, what Jake the Snake Roberts used to do yeah. before his DDT. Uh, DDT. I was curious if anybody else uh, noticed that. I, I vaguely noticed it, but I was just entranced by the uh, ex- excellent of this match. It's um, just me being a mark. Yeah. So, the, but you had you know the other two competitors that were supposed to be on this Raw Active match. Apparently, um, I was reading somewhere that they didn't think that Chris Jericho was going to win, so they had like all really this, yeah they didn't have they how could they not fucking think that because they thought it was going to be Randy Orton. So, but anyway, but anyway, you had the other competitors in this Royal Active facing off against other people. Uh, good was if, I have to say if that's if that story that you just said was true, then I really do hope that they fucking see that they see this and they they de push Randy Orton to somewhere else. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Rey Mysterio was in action against Daniel Bryan, which is a fucking awesome match. You know, yeah. Brandon alluded to it earlier. You can watch yeah, it over absolutely. and over again. Because that's the good thing. Because Daniel Bryan has a kind of Lucha Libre-style influence to him that he can work with guys like Rey Mysterios and the Sin Cars and stuff like that. But Yeah, I watched I watched on WWE On Demand this month. They have the early years, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. And it's matches from these guys before they were what they are now. Uh, and one of those matches is from Velocity. is Jamie Noble versus American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Really? And it's fucking phenomenal. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Danielson used to wrestle on – was a regular on metal. I don't know if he was a regular, but uh, – Maybe one, one or two matches. But there was, yeah. there, was a, there was a bigger thing that came out of this match. Uh, after Daniel Bryan wins and celebrates, uh, we got the return. We re-entered the Hall of Pain. Mark Henry made his return to the WWE after being sidelined for months with a sh- shoulder injury, and he looked great. 
Dude. It's funny. I was just looking. I was looking on Monday, the day during the day, at pictures from WrestleMania 28, and I'm like, "Fuck, man, when's Mark Henry coming back?" And then Monday Night Raw rolls around, and his music hits, and I thought I was getting a picture message because that's my fucking when I get picture messages. That's my uh, my ringtone. Uh huh. And then I realized what it was, and I fucking I was like, "Holy fucking shit, Mark Henry's back tonight." Yeah, I, I agree with uh, Chris's original statement, though. I think he's in great shape right now. He looks good, and uh, I'm looking. Uh, the I think the world heavyweight title picture on SmackDown is about to get a little hairy. I yeah. I don't know. There's so it's there's so much going on though. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're still looking to fill spots for the uh, for the elimination chamber. Honestly, you guys said before you think Great Khali is going to make it. I think he's not going to make it and I think Mark Henry will make it inside that chamber. I so you think Mark Henry's going to take out Kali? No, I just uh, Kali's not announced for the match. Oh, he's not. Okay. Yeah. There's only I think it's it's Rey Mysterio, I think. Daniel Bryan and uh Randy Orton maybe? Yes, Randy Orton. Yeah. Yeah, okay. those three. So you still have those three more spots. Three, is it? Yeah. All right, sounds good to me. Yeah, so that yeah, so that uh, Jack Swagger defeated Santino Morello in pretty much a squash match. Uh, we spoke about it. He's renamed the ankle lock into the Patriot Act. You know, I want to see Jack Swagger in the Elimination Chamber as well. What what kind of bothered me about it didn't really bother me, but I, the more I watch Santino, the more I feel like this a gimmick like this could easily be given to Cabana. Absolutely, but. Hey, listen, he's the ambassador for independent wrestling now, so... No, I thought I thought you were going to say a gimmick like this could be world champion. I, I was thinking the same thing, too. I would Come love to on. see... I thought, honestly, 100%, when Santino Morello was the final two, I think it was, last year's Royal Rumble... No, two years. I, two years ago or whatever, I would... You know, you know, you didn't know. You never, you never you know. Did. You really never know, so I think... I honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing Santino Morello as world champion or WWE champion. I agree. I agree. All right, so let's continue on with uh, some more goods here. You had uh, Brock Lesnar crashing Miz TV. You had a Miz TV with Paul Heyman, which then led to Brock Lesnar coming out and just fucking up house. I thought it was awesome, especially when I feel bad for the Miz because it looked like when uh, he was on the when he was on the outside, Lesnar threw that uh, chair right at him. And it nailed him right in the gut. Miz looked like a pussy. Well, that's just me. I'm kidding. He didn't look like a pussy. Like a, he did look like a puss. <laughs> no, but oh. hey, listen, he's got to stand up to uh, yeah, stand up fuck- to Brock. You never seen anyone else stand up to Brock like that, really? Besides Triple H. And I mean, Big Show, The Rock. No, no, you really never seen that like that. Come Where on. Brock fucking takes advantage of you and you get up right away and fucking get right into his face. Didn't Michael Cole do that with Heidenreich? No, Heidenreich. Hi. <laughs> Hi, did right. That's one of my favorite theme songs, and I think is that Paul Heyman saying it? Paul Heyman and John saying it? I don't know, Brandon. No. Where, yeah, I think it. I think Heidenreich's the one going hi. What is it? No, it's Paul Heyman going hi, dead. <laughs> and 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 Heidenreich's going Heidenreich. Listen to, listen to Dave here. Dave, no joke, 20 minutes ago was screaming and yelling at the top of his lungs, and now he's laughing hysterically. Well, uh, I told you, Goose Fraba. I mean, come on now. Who doesn't get heated during, while they're talking on the show? Yeah, it's true. Well, you said Goose fucking Fraba? Yeah. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, he fucked, a, he fucked a goose and got his little get his frob eye out. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> All right, let's continue on to uh, some more goods here. The uh, John Cena calling out the shield, but it wasn't John Cena calling out the shield. It was Brad Maddox, 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 Maddox 
calling out the shield to just get completely fucked up, which then led to John, not John Cena, not just only Ryback, not just only Sheamus, but the WWE locker room coming out. And for the first time since the shield has been in the WWE, it looks like the cards are actually stacked against them. I marked. Oh. Dave, go. I marked out for these in this entire segment. Even I will admit when Maddox was in that ring, he got a pretty good I, promo. I marked out for it because I had no idea what was going to go on. I didn't know if he was going to say, oh, yeah, I'm actually in charge of the shield. This is all planned. Or I had no idea what was going to happen. And just that suspension and curiosity kept me into this. I like the fact that when John Cena and Ryback and Sheamus all came out from the crowd, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's on. When they when they all stood on the apron, I really 100% for some reason clicked in my head. I really thought they were going to turn. All right, Dave. I, I would not. Cena hail turn. I would never have ever expected it, but it's wrestling, so you can you, so you can literally say never say never. Like a new NWO. No, I mean that to me, that's exactly how the alliance was formed. I mean, Back I could. 2001, when the WCW guys were fucking beating down the WWF at the time, guys, and the WWF locker room came down, but it was ECW guys. Yeah. And then they fucking they turned, shook hands, and fucking boom, 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 boom. I don't know. I I thought that it was really. I thought it was really cool how every single how not every single but every of Seamus, Cena, Ryback, Orton, how all of their theme songs actually hit, and it wasn't just them coming out to one theme song. And then I thought that the well, I'm I'm boring you. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You you heard my yawn? Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. Um, but I also like the fact sec- – I noticed this, that security that night picked up a lot because as all these wrestlers are coming down to the ring, they had security right behind him. And there was one part during – I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but uh, Sheamus, some fan looked like he went to go attack Sheamus or give him a hug or something like that. And uh, as he had to actually hurdle over some fan uh, because the security tackled the guy to the ground on the steps. And Seamus looked like he was ready to fuck go. Like his yeah, eyes he, were – he was in well, like that, a crazy the, mode. Yeah, that was like right after – I think it was kind of like the shock of this fan doing that because mm-hmm. right after that fan did that, he was like oh, he was ecstatic and lit up. Yeah. Sprint down to the ring with those steps. Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty it was pretty great way and it looks like it's gonna be now it's gonna be a six man tag match to Shield versus John Cena, Ryback, and Sheamus at Elimination Chamber. Which, Are we gonna see a new member of the Shield that night? No, we're not. Oh, we're gonna like see we're gonna John see Cassius Hall now. <laughs> like maybe John Cena? No. No, listen, no. what I wanna know is are there any legitimate WWE superstars? That have only gone to WrestleMania having one or two matches prior. One I'm not or talking. Two I'm not. Prior? Yeah, yeah. I'm like literally the the fucking it, Shield has only had one match. TLC. Now they're gonna like, have elimination chamber. Don't know the answer it. Or? No, I don't have an answer for it. Like many people were sending in, they're like Snooki, Floyd Mayweather, blah blah. blah. But I'm and sure Mr. Mr. T. But I'm not talking about them. Someone else sent Michael Cole in there. But then again, like I'm saying, like wrestlers. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure Cole's wrestled at least once or had something. No, no, no. Going, regardless, uh, regardless of him wrestling before that or not, I, I'm, I'm not including Michael Cole because he's not a professional wrestler. Yeah, but I'm sure there's also – I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody out there. Yeah. Um, going back to the six-man match, I would like this to be an Elimination Chamber tag match. 
where you have two guys start off and then four guys in the pods. But I know that, Dave that is would be, that would be ideal. I mean, we've seen it in the video games before. I don't believe we've ever seen it in a in a actual live viewing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I I agree with you. I would love to see that too because I think that it would be really cool to see uh, some of the handicap going on there. And but the thing is, well, what I was reading was the WWE doesn't re- because these are the top guys in the WWE right now. They don't want to have it as an actual elimination because then it's kind of like, oh, John Cena or Ryback were the first ones eliminated. Yeah, or, it, like, it, it, it makes them it makes them look uh, not as strong. Exactly. Then if you have the Shield uh, get eliminated, it's kind of like, oh, they they're beatable. Yeah. No. So I, have the have the Shield win it. I agree. But then it makes the other side around look like. Uh, Honestly, no, it doesn't to me. I don't think that at all. It's an elimination chamber match. It's quote unquote changes lives. If you get a, a two on one handicap, you just it's two on one. You can't yeah. fight them off. Well, who knows? Maybe they will do an elimination chamber match. I would mark the fuck out for that. Anyway, continuing on, let's get to our bads. We have one bad for uh, Monday Night Raw, and that's yep, the Randy Orton defeating Wade Barrett. It sounds like we just spoke about this match. Because we Wait, did. Is there any way to rewind? No. You know, on SmackDown, we saw Orton versus Barrett. And yeah. Randy Orton go over. So I was like, yeah, come yeah. on. And then let's rewind. Right. I mean, let's fast forward. And we're talking about the bads list. We have Randy Orton versus Wade Barrett. That was totally unnecessary, Brandon. Didn't we just speak about this? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was unnecessary. So is the fucking other shit. That and, and, and it's totally unnecessary. And it's totally unnecessary to have Randy Orton versus Wade Barrett yet again. I think that's awful. I've, we've said we've seen this before with uh, Ziggler versus Orton. Huh? Ziggler versus Orton has done this before. Del Rio versus Orton have done this many times, and now we're seeing no. Barrett versus Orton. I, I'm seeing a very big trend here that Orton cannot wrestle two different wrestlers in one week. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, let's let's. let's and you went a wall on your country. Yeah. Who? Randy Orton. No, you're just trying to like throw Randy Orton underneath the bus more. <laughs> yeah. You know he was. What he was. Just... Think... What? What do you guys think this does about the uh, Intercontinental Champion with Randy Orton defeating him like this two times in a row? Yeah, well, I mean, Ryback defeated Cesaro, no? Yeah, and let's get, let's get to it. Let's get to our, our middles. You have uh, Ryback defeating off against Randy Orton. I mean, it was a good match, but seeing Antonio Cesaro lose. Oh, That's I the- just said Ryback versus Randy Orton. I'm sorry. It was Ryback yeah. versus Antonio Cesaro. I uh, was correct you, but I didn't want to get yelled at. No, it's okay. I'm going to laugh about it. It's okay. But, yeah, no, so you have both your mid-card champions lose on the same night. It just... I think that it's bad. Like it is yeah, bad. We get it. We get it. These guys are main eventers, but so don't treat your other champions like that. I mean, they should still compete. I mean, at least have them win by countout or cheat to win. I mean, they're both they're both heels. Let them cheat to win. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I mean, it just makes them look weak a little bit. I agree. I agree on that one. All right, and we have one more middle to talk about: Sheamus defeating a Kane, defeating a Kane. Uh, but, I mean, how many times on the show are we going to talk about the breaking up of the tag teams and everything like that? I mean, yeah. So that, well, you don't necessarily know Team Hell. No, this could be honestly, this could be where they start out weak, like we've seen. Like they don't want to tag up, whatever. Then they're finally like, okay, yeah, we're the fucking tag team champions. Tagging up strong, 
Then it's a little rocky and bumpy, which is the point we're at right now. Yeah. And then, boom, we're the fucking tag team champions. <laughs> yeah, imagine. I, I see a big match between these two uh, brewing. Uh, yeah, maybe get get all the steam out of the way. Dude, that could I mean that could honestly lead to us not seeing a tag team match at WrestleMania where it's just them two have, as tag team champions. As Who knows? T- maybe that's what they need is a match between each other to actually become a tag team again. Yeah. You never know. I mean that would be that'd be smart booking. I like that a lot. Um we forgot one last good and I think it's I think it's more of an excellence than it is a good we had an, uh, another inductee this week into the 2013 class of the Hall of Fame and that being Bruno Sammartino after years of not wanting to be in the Hall of Fame after years of you know I, you can say contention between him and the WWE he's finally in awesome yeah I mean Triple H uh, sat down with Bruno uh, and uh, just did you just come no, no, <laughs> obviously not. I mean, the Valvinus. Yeah, right. No, I was gonna talk like Triple H. Uh, I am the game. Uh, he like, speaks like that. Yeah, you're more yeah. like James Headfield. Uh, yeah, I know right. he speaks like that. I don't know. Or Lemmy from Motorhead. All right, but anyway, I was just happy that they induct, decided to induct him, or he decided to get inducted before he passed away. Yeah, I know. This is this is this is big, actually, and this kind of brings you can kind of say brings credibility now to the WWE Hall of Fame, where he is a member of the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Now you have the guy who's maybe the best champion of all time is yeah, the best people, champion of all people time. People went year after year, Madison Square Garden, other places to see Bruno San Martino. Do you know that he actually defeated Buddy Rogers at MSG in 48 seconds for the WWF WWF championship? Wow. Did you know that that was not the same Madison Square Garden that we know it is today? Yeah. Do you know that he's on the the MSG Walk of Fame? I did not know that. Ah. I I only knew the only wrestling-related thing that I knew there was Vince McMahon. Oh, really? I didn't uh, didn't even know there was an MSG Walk of Fame. Yeah, apparently Bruno is on there. Yeah. All right, so yeah, good congratulations, Bruno San Martino, on getting in. I know there's a couple of other little small tidbits we want to talk about before we get into shameless plugs. Yeah, like thanking Triple H for making that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Hashtag thank you, Triple H. And also, apparently WWE's been doing some tryouts this week, huh, Dave? Oh, yeah. Okay, relax. Hell yeah, they did. Apparently they flew down a few ind- huge independent wrestlers down to NXT to have a tryout, uh, have a tryout and whatnot. They, apparently, they sent down Ring of Honor TV champ Adam Cole, the prodigy Mike Bennett, Samurai Del Sol, Ricky Reyes, Luke Hawks, and Smith James. So, I am, I I know I'm not the only one excited about this. Apparently, the contracts won't be given for two to four weeks, so we hear or read or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But all of these guys have so much potential. We was talking about Smith James just last week about how he's so dominant in NYWC. And every single wrestler on this list that I just said – if you don't know who they are, you should know who they are. Now Look you know. them up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no offense to the other guys, but I'm pulling for Smith James and Samurai Del Sol. So am I, actually. I'm really. Honestly, I, I think Smith James, Del Sol, Bennett, I mean, all of them I like a lot. You know, what, you know what I found funny this week? It has nothing to do with any of the guys, but it has it's talked about ROH guys. Jay Briscoe sent out a, a, a tweet this week. He said, Dear WWE, please book Team Hell No versus Team Not Cosmetically Pleasing. Because apparently that's that's like the, the big reason why like the Briscoes aren't like under the radar of the WWE because they're not cosmetically pleasing. I think they're great. I, I don't think- know. I, I, I think that they'll get signed at some point. I, could, I mean, they had a tryout match 
what last summer or I have no clue. Like like late last year they had a tryout match and I think that it went well. I mean, who, we're not the Briscoes. Who knows? They may just be playing it up on Twitter. Yeah. Well, we know that the Briscoes are taking on the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, that PWS. April. That should that yeah. should be fucking awesome. I'm very yeah. I'm very excited but about seriously, that. Seriously, thanks for bowing out, Demolition. Yeah, right. Thanks for. Uh, I was trying to make some sort of funny joke, but I didn't. But anyway, uh, funny jokes aside, it's time for shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. All right, and Dave, 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 listen. We're doing something different this week, folks. Me and Dave have made a j- – and you didn't even give the three seconds, so now I have to like really go in here and kind of cut oh, this out. Oh, my bad. No, it's fine. Anyway, me and Dave have made a gentleman's agreement this week. This week we are going to be flipping it up, and I'm going to be doing shameless plugs. So no, I'm going to be doing shameless plugs. No, I'm <laughs> – All right, listen. No, what? I'm the one that the kids want for their birthday parties. Uh, the first one I'm going to be – okay, hold on. i got to do it in, in, in Dave style. Hold on. Uh, excuse me, hold on. I need a drink of water. Oh, God. That's <laughs> right. It's shameless plugs time. Everybody, go follow. Uh, was that good? Was that good? You got the, I don't know about the voice, but you definitely got the uh, whatever I say. Yeah. I don't okay. even have it written down. It's just fucking, it's annoying. Yeah, it sure is. No, I I'm hate gonna... saying it. I just keep on saying it. Anyway, shameless plugs. Uh, first, we're going to uh, give a shameless plug to Chiva Kid. You can follow him on Twitter at Chiva Kid. I spoke to about him earlier, National Pro Wrestling Day. He was pretty much the highlight of the first show, doing all of aerial athletics and that sick whatever move that was. So go follow Chiva Kid. Uh, my second shameless plug is going to Heidi Lovelace. You can follow her on Twitter at Vintage Heidi. She was, I spoke about her earlier in the show with the Wrestling is Heart promotion. Her just getting her ass kicked, coming back and winning that match. So, shout outs to her. You know, she actually works in OVW as well, so maybe we'll see her on Gut Check soon. Um, and my third shout out is going to the Shining uh, Wizard. Sorry, shameless plug. Yeah, okay, whatever. Fuck you. My, uh,. My third shameless plug is going to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Uh, another wrestling podcast. I talked to one of their dudes at the uh, at the National Pro Wrestling Day. Seemed like a cool dude. Maybe we'll do something together in the near future. You can go to shiningwizards.wordpress.com or follow them on Twitter at Wizards Podcast. So, yeah, go check those out. Yeah. So, anyway, it's Chris uh, Dave's Match of the Week time. Chris's Match of the Week. That's right. I finally get a match of the week, and I could always, I could always, I could probably pick a match for the week for every single week of the year. So for this week, I am going to choose from Supercard of Honor 2006, the Do Fixers versus Blood Generation. It was rated by Dave Meltzer as a five-star match. Uh, The fans were chanting, "Please don't stop." This is a very this was a Dragon Gate special on the Ring of Honor card. This match you want to watch. Please watch it. Make make me feel like my posting of the matches are well worth your time. I thought well you were going to say time. make me famous. I thought he was going to say that too. No, well worth my time. I mean, <laughs> come on now. Watch it. Uh, give me your thoughts or whatnot. Yeah, and it'll go up on Thursday, hopefully, if you remember. Because I've been forgetting a lot because now I have to post match of the week right after we finish this. But anyway, Brandon, who are you shouting out today, you big boy? I'm Louie Anderson. Survey says Brandon shout outs. First of all, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know. David called me a hog last night. You know that? Why? I don't know. It was... Uh, fuck him. Fuck you, Dave. No. no, I called you a spotlight hog. Yeah, a spotlight hog. Like someone who gets fucking shows. Like a, you go to a fucking hog showing. Okay. You show, you get first prize 
pig or some shit. So does this mean you're getting you're giving yourself the first shout out? No, regardless of that, that's, that's one. That's two. I believe. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah, two. Okay, so that's two. Wow, that's not bad. Two for this today. Wow. Sin Cara, Sin Cara takes the first one. Uh, the tights and masks. That mask, not masks. That he wore on SmackDown were awesome. Chris, you said it earlier. Yes. Fucking coolest tights I've ever seen. Uh, number two, I'm giving this second shout out to the re-recorded version of Hoski by Zack Ryder. Oh, it's so awesome. It's fucking sick. Oh, and did you see Barbershop Window just released a, uh, a shirt that yeah. just says, you are a Hoski? Yes, I did. Nice. Yeah. And honestly, I think this is, uh, it's too good to not have an album of that. So uh, hopefully they... Hopefully they make an album. I don't know. Listen, it was on the top 100 in iTunes on Tuesday. Yeah. It was so, fucking, that's so sweet. And uh, number three, I hate giving shout-outs to people I know. But since Jay-Z hit me up asking why I never mentioned him on the show, I'll give you your shout-out, dude. So here it is. Jay-Z, shout-out to why, you. Why does he get a shout-out? He asked me. He fucking he, – he goes, yo, Brandon, why don't you ever ask – it mentioned me on the show. Over. That was actually was, that was pretty good, Jay Z. Yo, Brandon, you gotta just uh, mention Jay Z on the show. Over. Oh. And I'm like, how I'm did like, he ever fucking get Beyonce? It's nice to be rich. Yeah, be rich, bud. Yeah, it sure is. All right, so good, good shout outs today, Brandon. And uh, let's get to it. It's our hour. Mark out moment of the week. Um, let's see. Let's let's do individual mark out moments this week. Um, okay. Brandon, you go first. Mark Henry. That's it. Mark Henry. <laughs> Brandon's long lost brother. All right, Dave. You. The finale of Raw. I mark the fuck out for it. The finale. Yeah. You can't just say the ending. I don't know. The no, finale. no, it, that was a fucking finale. That wasn't just an ending. That was that was legend. Wait for it, Derry. Uh, anyway, I marked out for Chiva Kid. I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was good, and just you know, you're telling, a lot me, of... you're telling me you didn't mark out for Robin Sparkles Four. I haven't seen it yet. Shut up. Oh, spoiler. Uh, yeah, no, I was at band practice last night, and my drummer was like, "Dude, best episode in a very, very long time." So, yeah, you got a t- shout outs on uh, Livewire last night. Yeah, I know. I was sitting in the parking lot at the at the studio, and I was watching it, and you guys weren't on, and I tweeted to him, and then I saw. I still have to finish watching it. I have like 20 more minutes left, so. If they did that in podcast form, I'd really appreciate that. That'd be pretty what? awesome. If they did live wire in oh, podcast yeah. form. But maybe maybe we should do something on Google Plus one for like one time deal for the fans. I think that would be cool. Uh, well we just have to well, we have to worry about our WrestleMania tailgate party first before uh we start worrying about Google hanging out on Google. Regardless, that's three. That's the end of our show. Regardless, that's four. Okay. Uh, three strikes, you're out. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, hey, listen. You have to have an even number. Anyway, okay. next week we are going to be hyping up NYWC Psycho Circus, their big show of the year. Maybe we have a couple interviews. Maybe we'll just talk about it. Who knows? We will uh, also have two weeks of impact, which no one cares about. And uh, we'll be talking about PWS Pro Wrestling Syndicates. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, and that too. So uh, and. 
until then, www.markingout.com, facebook.com slash markingout, twitter.com slash markingout, markingout1 at gmail.com. Thank you to Ring Rope Rebellion for our music. Thank you to Nick Matocho for our logo. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Follow Brandon at BTTG161 and hashtag no Twitter Dave. So for me and the other two guys on this podcast, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. And we will see you next week on podcast. Regardless, that's five. Regardless, that's I think we have to pause real fast. Okay. I don't I don't know if this is still recording. Is it? <coughs> okay, yeah, it's still recording. No, it's still recording. It is recording. Brandon's just not no, a, I'm an ass. Not a I don't know how to use professional. <laughs> Bet you if it was a donut, you know how to use it. Are you fucking Bam Bruce? Yeah, are you We're actually here right now with Francis yeah, Kipwin, right. the Charlie Roger and Tony Nice, so they're making appearances kind of on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um let's see. I don't know. Go for it. Yeah, no, let's